This is Warrior Talk, your weekly information and inspirational business podcast, brought to you each week by the community of entrepreneurs at freeenterprisewarriors.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Matt Hayes. Now, let me be honest with you for a minute. I think this podcast that you're going to hear right now is the most important one that we're ever going to do. And I, I really mean that because I created this week's episode as something for you to download, something for you to save, use down the road, use right now, but also to pass on to your family and friends if they're in a situation, if they would ever need this. Because from what you've told me, the most important thing, the biggest issue that most of us are struggling with right now as our world is changing and lives are changing is mindset. Everything in our lives comes from our mindset. Things change. Things happen in our lives. We end up in certain situations. Life does what it normally does. It throws lemons at us when we least expect it. Whether it's a family situation, a personal situation, maybe a relationship has changed. No matter what, our mindset is what keeps us going every single day. Well, what we're going to talk about today is a little business driven. I'm going to be honest with you, but it applies to everyone. And the steps that we're going to talk about today too can be done by anyone to explore who they are no matter what situation they're in. But how do we get there? How do we get to that point that we allow ourselves, give ourselves permission to think, to explore, to dream, to let go of what we knew and embrace what we know to be is right? It's not an easy process. I know I can personally vouch for that. So I was thinking about who I should ask about this, and quite honestly, there was only one person, and you asked for this person too, Dave Jenks, best-selling author, teacher, trainer, coach, consultant, one of the minds behind Free Enterprise Warriors. But more importantly, Dave has dealt with mindset personally for years, as he's gone through changes in life and just recently did too. And he's also taught many of the best minds out there, not so much how to think, but how to explore, how to discover, how to let yourself, give yourself permission to evolve, let your mind think and let your mind be willing to explore and think about new things. So with that, let's not waste any time. It's a pleasure to have you, sir. Good to be with you, Matt. Always. Here's kind of an observation I've seen over the last couple of weeks. And let me know if I'm accurate on this or not. There seems to be when you when you talk to someone that maybe is a corporate person that works a nine to five job, and then you talk to someone that's more of an entrepreneurial type, more of a business sense person, there's kind of a different mindset between the two in general. Would you say that's an accurate statement? That is an absolutely accurate statement. Now, it's not that that has to maintain. In other words, I've watched people, even for myself, switch from being a, a person who was working in a corporate environment and moved out into and became entrepreneurial. So you can change your mindset. But you're absolutely right. The mindset of an, of an entrepreneur, a free enterprise warrior, and a person who works in a corporate structure is typically very different. How would you say they're different? The entrepreneur puts their own thinking first. It doesn't mean that they're selfish, because often they serve the world. We say our little motto in Free Enterprise Warriors is the few serving the many, mm -hmm. F-E-W for Free Enterprise Warriors, the few serving the many, because there's a, a great servant's heart in a true entrepreneur. But the thing is, they always start with the fact that they take responsibility for their thinking and their decisions. I, I've worked with tons of people, both sides, entrepreneurs and corporate. And the difference is whether they come from inner to out or outer to in. David Reisman wrote a, wrote a great book about other-directed versus inner-directed people. He said that the people have that choice. They're either other-directed, meaning they're looking for their direction and wisdom outside from other people or the inner directed, the people who go inside for their own decisions and thinking. And I would tell you, entrepreneurs go inward 
and they give themselves permission to make their own decisions. You use the word service and serving other people, and you say how entrepreneurs have this kind of spirit to service others. How is that different then from someone who is a nine-to-five employee where literally they're paid eight hours a day to service others and the employees and their employer working in that business? And how is that different between the two? The difference is where the motivation comes from. In other words, the person who's working to please others would be more in the corporate realm. I'm trying to keep my boss happy. I'm trying to do what the company says. I'm trying to follow the company regulations. I'm trying to meet my quota, meet my standards. All of the things they're doing are external to them and are, are guiding what they do and how they're motivated. Now, we're being simplistic in this, but it helps mm-hmm. to see the difference. An inner-directed entrepreneur says, I choose to serve the world this way. And this is the standard of the service I provide. This is the need I fulfill. This is the method I use for doing it. And the outcomes are all up to me. In other words, I'm accountable for the outcome. I may make changes. I may get feedback. But ultimately, I'm looking for the, the direction to come from my own inner wisdom as opposed to what other people are telling me to do. How does that evolve? Here's why I ask this. Let me put it this way. For some people that are in that corporate America mindset and they turn into that, is there a kind of a process? Is there an evolution that happens in someone inside? How does that kind of just happen? Well, it can. Some people like my business partner, Lori, start out with it very early in their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was around an entrepreneur, her father. She was around other people in the family who were running and owning their own businesses. They got in tremendous debates with each other about the way things should be done. So she heard somebody talk who talked like a self-directed, inner, thoughtful entrepreneur who was making their own decisions, taking their own wisdom, and acting on it. Mm-hmm. So she picked up that role model, and she is that. I will tell you, she is unemployable. In other words, she won't ever work for anyone else. She she will benefit many, many people, but she won't, won't work for them because she really likes to be able to act on her own initiative and do what she thinks is, is important as opposed to say what somebody else may tell her to do or think is important. Now, that's one way. It comes mm-hmm. early in your life. Others seem to evolve it in their in the world of work as they grow. In other words, as they grow in their wisdom, they start to take more charge of what they're doing. They start to own it more. Maybe they stand up against policies or procedures or they assert themselves and their thinking. They rely on their own judgment versus seeking someone else to tell them what to do. That starts to evolve. We call those intrapreneurs. In other words, they're within a corporation, so they they don't own their own business, so they're not really purely an entrepreneur, but they're entrepreneurial in that they act like an owner. They have that inner directedness, but they're doing it in a corporate environment. And that person is all set and ready to make the the mental switch from being an entrepreneur inside a corporate environment and moving out to opening up their own business and becoming an entrepreneur. Now, the hardest switch is for someone who's really been in that get a job, do what others think, follow the expected rules, and look to your boss or higher authorities for the direction on what to do and how to do it. If you're in that, you're going to have to make a mental shift. It's not impossible, but you're going to have to understand that it is a process, and it's a process of taking charge of your own life.
you, you know what's funny when you mentioned about Lori, how she grew up with that? If you actually look at how some families are very generational in, in what they do, say, yeah. I have a friend of mine who, who is changing her career and going to become a firefighter because she comes from a four or five generation family of firefighters. She saw that growing up. That's what she knows. So she's going to continue on with that. Like you said, for some people, you could say the same for some business owners and entrepreneurs who just grew up around that. And it's just natural for them because they saw it and grew up with it. You know, it's a, it's such a great insight, Matt, that, that you're raising. And that's also one reason I would really recommend to people that they look at what I would call their early life training. What did they hear their mother and father doing? What did the family, maybe several generations, as you said, of the family may have done something? What did you pick up in that early environment that you really took into your young childlike uh, receptive being? you know, almost by osmosis. I know, having been in the real estate industry for a long time, that a lot of, of families get into real estate generation after generation. And, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll talk with a young, very successful real estate agent who may even be working with their parents in the business or did for a while. And they'll say, you know, I realized at home, listening to mom and dad or dad negotiate on the phone and receive calls and helping and receiving some calls for them or going and sitting at an open house with them. I learned what they did just by watching. And I didn't realize how much I learned it until I decided myself to get in it. So, you you know, what you're raising is a very important thing. People, it's really wise to look at your early upbringing and say what skills were being shown, what knowledge and what mental awareness was being demonstrated around you that maybe you picked up that could be a natural part of what you do next. There's actually a whole business, a whole industry about that. How many times do you go to a bookstore and you sit in the business section and you see all these books about how to change your mindset, how to do this, how to do that? How do you go from the original thinking to this new thinking? There's a, a at least a couple billion dollar industry probably behind this whole concept that we're even talking about. I think that probably the oldest fundamental truth, which is attributed to Socrates, among others, probably, is know thyself. And I think that that whole process of gaining that inner awareness of where your heart and soul is, where your own passion is, as well as where your own natural ability lies, is very much a timeless truth. So yes, a lot of the self-help and personal development literature and industries all the way from the magic of thinking big to power of positive thinking and how to win friends and influence people all the way up through Napoleon Hill on on to Tony Robbins and, and on up to Wayne Dyer and the crew that's currently out there. It is that fundamental truth and that is taking the time. And I would just say here's the lesson for everyone in this, Matt. And a lot of people who are other directed or who are just living their life through a set of habit. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that, by the way. Probably we all do. But the ones who kind of feel in a rut, one of the biggest things they want to do is realize that you have to take time out of your routine to begin this process of becoming more mindful and more self-aware. Let's talk about that process. Where do you start? What do you do when you take the time out of your routine to really concentrate on this, to change your mindset, to really think about where it is you want to go and how to change internally what you're thinking? Where do I start? I think there's uh, there's probably three places. Okay. One is what I call the magic two-hour rule. Uh, I remember after I'd been with Keller Williams three weeks, Lee Beaver coming up to me from Virginia and saying, Dave, you've got to be really proud of 
what you've accomplished. Gary Keller Williams and I went, well, thank you very much, Lee, but what do you mean? She said, well, this company said it was dedicated to education, but I was here three years before you got here. And now that you've been here three years with the Keller Williams University and the faculty and all the courses that we have, and she said, it's the best education I've ever seen in real estate, and I've been in real estate a long time. She said, how did you do it? And I said, my instant response was, Tuesdays with Gary. And at the time, there was a book out called Tuesdays with Maury that many people have read. But it's just a kind of a connection occurred to me. And here's what had happened. In July of 1996, Gary and I decided to create and build Keller Williams University. And we set aside every Tuesday afternoon from 1 to 4. That would be we when we, we had many other things we had to do, but we would always dedicate Tuesday afternoon. And that's what we did. And after three years, we had created this magnificent educational structure. The reason I use that example is because if you will take two to three hours a week and set it aside the same time every week, so it's Tuesday afternoon or it's Wednesday afternoon, I wouldn't make it an evening in general because it's kind of the end of the day. So I would either make it in, it's got to be during your productive hours. So if that's early in the day, fine. If it's in the middle of the day or the afternoon, we did afternoons. That is your time to work on your life, not in your life. We often talk in the world of consulting to say work on your business, not just in your business. Right. So if you're talking business, it means instead of just kind of you know doing the stuff of your business, you take three hours a week, two to three hours, set it aside, and work on your business. In this case, though, the way you and I are talking, I would say use that two to three hours to work on your life. And all you do, all you can do in that two to three hours is brainstorm with yourself about these issues we're raising. Time block it. Time block it. But you dedicate it strictly to self-development, self-awareness. Now, you can use as part of that process a coach, a therapist, a mentor. There's great ways you can learn from others, but you're wanting pretty much, until you know really clearly what you want to do, I would avoid mentors. I would look more for a, a generic, a good personal development coach or even a therapist. I, I always call therapy training for the mind. It's really helping you get your, your you know, as I used to say, head screwed on right, getting your thinking in order. And then the other thing to do, but I wouldn't overdo it, is listening to the most respected tapes or reading books that are in that area. There have been times in my life where I stopped doing that because I, I really was, I was putting too much in and not coming to enough personal wisdom. All right. So there's three things. Let's just review back here real quick for those that are keeping score at home and taking notes. Number one, time block, two hours, at least once a week, same schedule every single time. That's right. Simply to work on your life. Number two, you want to find whether it's a therapist or a coach, stay away from mentors, but find someone that can really help you figure out what it is going on. Someone that you can throw ideas off and have a conversation with to really help you out with this process. That's right. And then number three, read books, make lists, just collect information and let this process in your head. And again, CDs or tapes, audio, great version, particularly for people that are in the car a lot. That's a that's a great way to continue the process. Is it a, I don't want to say magical switch, but is there just uh, something that happens that you click inside of you when you finally realize that your mindset has changed? When do you really realize that? When do you feel all that hard work and effort you put into trying to change the way you're thinking, you finally realize it's paid off and it's working. You can't predict when it'll happen. It's really one of those strange things. That's why you stay at the endeavor. The crystallization of it, what you're calling the self-awareness of it, it'll surprise you when it does. It's almost like climbing a mountain and you all of a sudden realize how high up you are, but all you were doing was climbing, you know. 
mm-hmm. uh, or like we as we were driving across the country, and uh, we're coming across western Kansas, and all of a sudden you come up over this rise, and boom, there are the Rocky Mountains. Yep. It, just, it felt like they all of a sudden appeared. Of course, you, you kept getting closer and closer, but finally you came over one rise, and there it was. And I think there are those days that you, 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 you kind of wake up uh, or you all of a sudden realize, wow, I'm in a whole different place than I was before. I am in charge of my life. I'm in charge of my business. I love what I'm doing, and this is so different from the way it was back when I started the process. You know, when you talk about that, I actually remember that driving across Kansas on I-70 and all of a sudden you see the mountains. But then there's that point where when you get into Colorado, you it's literally you just drive up and voila, you're right. It, you drive right up to the Rocky Mountains and you drive right into it. There's there's no gradual process, no nothing. It's just a matter of, oh, okay, here you go. Time to go <laughs> go into the mountains. That's right. Then there's a, there's a separate phenomenon. It was very interesting. We found this coming across southern Utah. What I find is that when you're on the plains, all of a sudden the mountains appear. But when you're the other thing that'll happen when you're in the high plains is all of a sudden the ground disappears underneath <laughs> you, and you and you have the Grand Canyon. Yep. I don't know if you've ever driven up to the south rim of the Grand Canyon. I mean, you're sliding through flat lands, kind of pine trees, nothing much happening, and you come out, and all of a sudden, wham! Everything's dropped away in front of you. There's this big open thing with all these gorgeous rocks sitting there for, you know, go in, in a vista for miles, and it, it's like it all of a sudden just appears. Those moments will happen. I think those moments of self-awareness happen in, in, the, in the realm of an entrepreneur for sure. For that person that is going to take that two or three hours once a week on a regular basis, put it in their schedule and do it and make it a habit, turn it into a regular habit. For me, when I did it, it was similar to exercising, I think. It can be, you start doing it, but then it also can become tiresome, I think, because you are being, you have that old mindset driving you back. It's holding you back. And you have everything else in your surroundings trying to bring you back to the old way, the the, the original thinking you had. How do you get over that hump of, trying to keep going forward and not letting that past that not even so much your past but you, that old mindset bring you back well i think you, you you've described the phenomenon and number one is to be aware that that process is happening to, mm-hmm. to, it happens to all of us who are initiating changes things will either circumstances around us will tend to pull us back or here's the thing you have to be aware of your own negative thinking one of the interesting things that that I discovered over time was that you actually have to treat your thoughts as something separate from you. In other words, there's somehow this feeling that if I think something, then it must be true, or it must be true for me, or I must really believe this. I think it's really good to understand that your thoughts are not you. Your brain is a thought generator. You get to decide that part of you that your spiritual you get to decide whether that thought is useful or not. You say, thank you, brain, appreciate that thought. By the way, it doesn't serve me. I don't believe that anymore. Gone. So in a sense, you're, you're telling your mind, don't generate those thoughts for me because they're not useful. They're no longer helpful. Maybe at some time you, know, you were trying to warn me not to make a mistake. I'm not worried about that anymore. So you have to really kind of be mindful is the way I like to call it, mindful of your own thoughts and remove those, just consciously say, no, I I don't believe that. No, that's not true for me. No, there's no proof that says I can't do this. No, there's nothing that says that negative consequence is going to happen. This is way too early to try and predict something like that. You sort of have to debate your own thinking so that you keep it true. Now, when you get a good positive thought, a creative thought, validate that, endorse that, 
lock it in, write it down. Uh, and one of the things that's really good is to keep a journal. And in your journal, uh, which you use during your two or three hours a week of working on your life, is where you're writing down these creative, positive, affirming, uh, or inventive thoughts. So you're keeping track of those. When you really have a thought that isn't in that realm, it's negative, or it's, it's, you can tell it's pulling you back, then just ignore it. Don't even write it down. In between the, that time that you set out every single week, let's, let's just imagine it's Friday mornings between 9 a.m. and noon. All right, let's just throw this out for experimental reasons. Sure. In between from 12 noon that Friday to the next week, Friday at 9 a.m., is there anything you should be running in your head, anything that should be processing, anything that you should be doing in between that set time that you have to do this process? If you set aside the three hours, two to three hours, and you use it for the purpose we've just said, mm -hmm. all the rest of it will happen automatically. In other words, you will find that your mind can't leave thinking about the new ways you want to do things. Ideas will occur to you. So the best thing to do is keep yourself a journal or a, a notebook and write those down as they occur mm -hmm. throughout the week. You'll automatically find yourself motivated to listen to a particular tape or watch a certain DVD or read a book or go to a class. What happens in the rest of the week typically will follow out of what you've started processing, what you've gotten underway in the two or three hour time period. That's what I've found. You guys are a prime example. I remember when I talked to you and Lori before you made the drive from New York to Arizona, you guys told me that you have a lot of books on tape that you're going to be listening to and going through and doing a lot of thinking and processing. So you spent, even though you made stops and you enjoyed your trip, that nine-day trip going west, but you also utilized a lot of that time a lot better than probably what we normally would think about when you drive cross-country. You utilize that four or five hours that it gets very, very, very long in Kansas because I know personally I have done it numerous times right. it gets old very quickly but you can utilize that time that you're there just looking at your gps seeing the same straight road over and over again in a much much better useful way to really help you with your process you can and the other thing for us that was great and it's also i found it to be true of windshield time when you're with somebody else is it's a great time for creative conversation mm -hmm. and we did a lot of that too all right, so here's what we're going to do now. This is what we're going to do when we get off the conversation here, and, and for you listening at home too, I, I know you have your notes here. Let's just review what we're going to be doing. Number one, we're going to go out, we're going to take our calendar, we're going to time block a certain amount of time once a week, every single week, same time, same day, and that's the time we're going to take to sit down, review, think, process, talk to whoever we need to talk to, to start changing our mindset, to start changing the way we think, right? Right. We're going to work on our life. Right. We're going to work on our life. We're going to go get a notebook too, by the way, to take these notes during that time frame. Absolutely. And, and you could even say, take have that notebook with you pretty much all the time. When you're at work, have your notebook handy. When you're home, have it handy. If you're going out on a trip, have it handy because your mindset's going to start changing and you're never going to know when these thoughts are going to come to your head that you need to be able to grab the notebook and write it down. Yep, you want to capture them. And then we're going to go to the bookstore. We're going to talk to our, our fellow people in our circle, find out what books they've read, and then just go out and pick one up. Start changing our mindset. Start to think differently. Yes. Awesome. 
Dave Jenks, I always appreciate your time. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Matt. You can learn more about Dave at FreeEnterpriseWarriors.com or check out his own blog, DaveJenks.com, D-A-V-E-J-E-N-K-S.com. Now, your feedback has been so helpful, so great as we've started this venture, and we really do appreciate it, and we want to hear more. We want to hear what you want us to talk about. Who do you want us to talk to? Maybe you want to talk to us. It doesn't matter. Get us whatever it is you're thinking about this show, and we'll make it happen. There's three easy ways to get a hold of us. First off, we have a conversation always going online at freeenterprisewarriors.com. Just go in the message boards and you'll see it there. You can also join our Facebook group and see what's going on and share your information that way. Just search for Free Enterprise Warriors in the search box. You can also personally email me, your mighty host, all your thoughts. You can send those to matt, M-A-T-T, at freeenterprisewarriors.com. If you're kind of the online stalking type and like Facebook and Twitter, you can find me there too. Find uh, those links at my personal blog, matthaze.com, M-A-T-T. T-T-H-A-Z-E.com. Now, next week's going to be a little different. Dave Jinks is going to be your host. He's going to be helping to run the ship. And he's we're turning the tables around because the, he wants to interview me. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I know what you're thinking, too. Really? What? You? Your host? Yeah, I, I completely understand, too. It's going to be a little interesting. We're going to talk about media. We're going to talk about the way business models are shifting online when it comes to radio, television, uh, and, and a whole realm of different things from my background in media. It's going to be a whole lot of fun for me personally, and I hope you can learn a lot from it, too. We'll be putting that episode up early next week at FreeEnterpriseWarriors.com. But until then, I look forward to chatting with you online and learning more about you. Until the next time we speak, I'm Matt Hayes for FreeEnterpriseWarriors.com. Onward.